Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening. Welcome to this week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. With me this week, I've all, we've almost got a full house. Uh, we've got Scott back. How are you? Uh, enjoyed my stay at Rancho Relaxo. Good lad. We've got Jessie rummaging around her kitchen. Making some uh, vegan cookies as we speak. Yum, yum, yum. We've got Adam getting slowly pissed in his bedroom. Hello. And... Uh, uh, yeah, what jumpers. Uh, and we've got <laughs> Emma doing... I did, God knows what. What are you doing, Emma? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> you have to subscribe at nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it, like sort of, it was like you sort of said that with a finger to your lips in like a shush motion or something. <laughs> it's an air of mystery that Emma maintains. And you know what? You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> right, this week we've got lots of Premier League to talk about. We've got bits and bobs of other leagues. Uh, sad news on Gerard Houllier, um, plus some other stuff as well. So... We're going to start with the games that have happened. Um, I'm probably going to start at the top of the table. So this was Wednesday night, Liverpool 2, Spurs 1. So uh, Mo Salah opened the scoring. And uh, then Human Son equalised for Spurs. Uh, and Bobby Firmino uh, scored the winning goal, much to Tim Sherwood's chagrin. Uh, who do we start with here? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Jesse, you're a Spurs fan. Did you watch this? Am I? Did I? Yes, I did. You had... Uh, or not you, Spurs. Um, Spurs had 24% possession and eight shots. The plan very, very nearly worked. If it wasn't for four finish, poor, four finishing, poor finishing. Poor finishing by Harry Kane and Steven Bergwijn. You, you, your sort of Jose's master plan would have come off then, wouldn't it? Um, I would counter that and say that Jose's master plan was the problem because if you ask. Um, players like if you ask attack-minded players, you know what, Adam? Don't you don't make that face already. I'm just looking up. I'm just looking up Tottenham's form table so I can see how long it's taken you to be able to legitimately have a go at, at Jose Mourinho. <laughs> I've had a go at Jose Mourinho since the beginning. You know this, and I'm I know you have. Consistent. And but... now they're not. All it's taken is them to slip to second in the table for it to be legitimate. <laughs> Crisis, crisis. Beginning. But why would you ask attack-minded players not to attack? Because this is what's going to happen. And this is what's been happening. It's stupid. It's not special. Uh, because they're professional athletes who are coached and trained in such a way to adapt to different situations. Mm. That's a really boring way of saying that. But is it a correct way of saying it? Mm. I would say that he won a Champions League by making Sami Oto play on the wing. Yep. That was a decade ago. Happened though, didn't it? Britain won a war years ago with muskets. You wouldn't go to fight with one now, would you? 
No, but that sort of is what he's doing in a way. No, he's, but I still, he's... Think that, I still think I'd take Sammy Watto in certain situations. <laughs> to fight a war. I, I'll, I'll, take your, I'll take your musket analogy and say that he's not looking at the play he's not looking at the strengths of the players that he has and using them to his advantage he's taking his own you know he's playing with muskets he's he's forcing the players that he has into his um whatever unspecial wants needs and sorry sorry fine sorry. adam yes are we re- are we really claiming a, a team that have only lost two like, games yeah. <laughs> Two games all season to to one against the greatest team in the land and the other against Liverpool. Oh. <laughs> one of them on the opening day of the season. <laughs> yes, because if you look further than that, if you look further than oh god, I'm gonna piss off so many people. You know what? Who cares? If you look further than the stats, oh my god, yes. At at how those games have unfolded, yeah, I think you can say that. I think you could say that. You know, you've got Hyunmin's son, who just won the the, the Puskas, arguably who could have made... Thank you, Scott. Um, who arguably could have been unleashed and allowed to play to a much higher, different, individualized level. Um, Delhi Alley. And... and a lot of them, I think, could be argued, except that Adam's going to argue with me and I'm going to want to cry, um, are being stifled. And I think that is what Mourinho does. You know, ask Paul Pogba. Um, okay, I think, Adam, I just think you're dying on this hill alone. <laughs> sure. I'm just going to get to, to Scott, you're clenching your hands, clenching and unclenching your hands like a teenage boy sat at his laptop waiting for his parents to go shopping at Tesco's for the morning. Um, did you see this game? I think I want to know what that means. Why did you make that piss poor analogy? <laughs> I'm just doing some hand exercises because I suffer with pins and needles due to my anxiety. Okay, that's what I, that's what I would say if, if I was <laughs> shamed I mean, it's like stressful. that. If you can, if you get a, he you will do later. If I have two of them, balloon and fill it with rice or sand. Chris, who's got two kids, you should not be making those bad jokes. <laughs> I'm not making it to them. I think that's exactly why you should be making those bad jokes. Exactly. Anyway, did you watch this game, Scott? No, I didn't. I didn't endure Tim Sherwood on Amazon Prime. I did watch the three-minute highlights clips on uh, Sky Sports yesterday evening. Um, Spurs were, were unlucky. They should have buried their chances. Um, Son, who looked amazing picking up at his award wearing a turtleneck best dressed as you should do is turtleneck weather are you, are you trying to draw a link between Son being best dressed in a turtleneck and the fact you're wearing a turtleneck I'm wearing a grey turtleneck it's turtleneck weather it's late December it's almost it's Christmas slipping in, slipping in great on your own it's, always, it's great to, always good to write your own reviews Scott isn't it oh I know I automatically think anybody wearing a turtleneck has got a hickey they're trying to cover up I didn't even bring up, can we just mention that I didn't even bring up, until now, the two other players nominated with Hyunmin Sun. Just putting that out there. Just just, just dropping it. Keep going, Scott. Keep going. You're doing great. All I will say is, it, Jose's plan almost worked, but who was supposed to be marking Ross Geller, a.k.a. Roberto Firmino, with his teeth? <laughs> I think about that as well whenever I see his teeth. <laughs> I was just thinking, if someone was picking him up, that plan would have worked. But 
what I saw, Spurs defended pretty well. They were playing between the lines. If you saw it for their goal, it was it Lasalso who made the run from deep to Sun. And I think with that, that they played pretty well with that. But they had problems picking up Firmino because he was playing from deep and he was playing between the lines. And uh, they were struggling. But I think you'd be annoyed with the defending for the goal. Yeah, I mean, Tim Sherwood... Um... Don't don't speak to me about. I had to listen. My club. I had to listen to him for two hours on Wednesday That's night. Right. I had to listen to Gary Burles for two hours during the Inter Napoli game. Do you want to swap? Uh, do you know I probably would. It was like listening to sort of Danny Dyer talk about football tactics. It was just at, at best there's a mute button. At worst there's yeah. an off button. Well, off no, button, I, yeah. I was I was doing. I was on man of the post minute by minute duties. Yeah, we could and tell. You, and you needed to hear Tim Sherwood's dulcet tones to be able to deliver that yeah because he provided he did provide quite a bit of content to be fair um and you're slagging him off slagging him off provided a lot of content (laughs) i didn't say it was good uh emma um jose said that he feels um it was an undeserved result and he told Klopp that the better team lost um do you think he had a, a point uh no not really because i think liverpool were probably the better team in the first half Okay. I think we, I think Spurs deserved a point. I, don't I think they deserved to win. I've got to be honest. I, th- I think Spurs were a little bit unlucky. Uh, I think a point all round uh, or a point each would have been pretty fine with them. Are we okay with um, um, Jose's other comments after the match, saying that you know Liverpool, uh, the Liverpool bench gets away with all sorts? And I think he was referring to Pep when he said if he'd pulled down the fourth official scoreboard, he would have been in trouble. Well, didn't yes, it's about kind time of someone that? called Klopp on his antics. Yeah, he's right. Yeah? yeah. It, yes, um, Jesse Klopp, uh, um, Pep did do that the day before. I think that was what Jose was referring to. So he, said, he was saying if he did that, he would be banned or something like that. I think he's got a point. Yeah. I think so, too. To be fair. Well, they Klopp's like a lovable jolly uncle, isn't no, he? No, he's not. No, no, he isn't. <laughs> You know, he's an angry uncle who gets wound up quite a lot. No. Should we ask Des Kelly this? <laughs> They're best mates still. Um, right, OK, also this week, uh, Manchester City won, uh, West Brom and Jalbum won, Ilkay Gundogan uh, open scoring and then uh, Ruben Diaz with an own goal. Um, not beating Manchester City is now a sackable offence. Who would have thought that? That's how far the mighty have, that's how the mighty have fallen. Poor what Slavon Bilic. expecting to happen? I don't know. I feel very sorry for for Slavin Bilic. You got them promoted. Um, they're struggling this year, but you know they're a promoted team, so why wouldn't they? Um, I feel a bit bad for them. Now they've got yeah. to endure Big Sam. Who wants to watch Big Sam football? He's back. I mean, in some ways, do you blame them for going for Big Sam? He's a trusted set of hands that's never got a team relegated from the Premier League, and that's what West Brom want. Surely, I I 100% for, took me a while to realise that he hadn't already managed West Brom. <laughs> it, just, it just felt like something that would have happened by now. Yeah, he feels like just something a team has to endure. Like, oh, you haven't had him yet. Oh, here you go. <laughs> but like, if it, like, uh, peripheral relegation fodder, West Brom haven't been managed by Sam Allardyce. So I, I think Chris will get like this. We'll get this. It's like Schalke going for Hub Stevens again. Oh wait, that's already happened again today. Why did why do people go for these go for these dinosaur managers where there's better managers out there? I, I see your we point. We talked but... about this before, but I think it's because they don't have the 
courage, I would say, mm. to look for anybody outside of this older white man box. And the older white man box right now are the same rotating cast of like 11 to 16 men plus Frank Lampard. <laughs> like, but what was... That, that's I, not, that, I don't think that's true. I think you... Like... When we, the, I think specifically the group of people we're talking about is actually a group of sort of like four or five managers who are essentially there because it's they get worse. results. But they're there because they get results. They're not there because Did... they're they're there because their track record backs them up. How many times has really? Sam Allardyce been? How many times has Sam Allardyce been relegated? Yes, but why is that the only track record? But as long as and not but as long as that continues to be like the not like non-relegation is is what we're looking for then nobody else is going to have an opportunity there are going to be no doors open to to people of color to women to people who are not fucking sam out but, uh, from, and like why was frank lampard then given an opportunity from why West... is like sorry no sorry con yep. you, you finish but frank, frank, lampard is a com- frank lampard is a completely different story mm. If you want me, I, if you want me to sit here and slag Frank Lampard off, I can go to, I can go on that, I can play that tune all day. But we're talking about two different things. We're talking about a team that's a, in the relegation zone but doesn't want to get relegated, hiring a specialist for a job, who gets, who does that. That's what he does. I think though that I think there's a lack of. It's like, so, Jesse, if you needed to go get, get your hair recolored and you went into the hairdressers and you'd, you, there's like five different people to pick from and one of them is the one who does it all the time and does a great job and you can gamble on the other four, which one are you going to go with? I mean, I've been doing this myself, so clearly I don't... <laughs> I let anybody touch my hair. And if they get it wrong, if they get it wrong, it's going to if they get it wrong, it's going to cost you uh, $30 million because you've been relegated to a different salon. I see that, but I think we're talking top down here, right? I think that... that there are no there are going to be no opportunities until doors are open from not only managers but you know ownership and managerial positions and you know people at every level of the league and the fact that yes i see i agree with you that this was this case but it's every single time it's then just this case oh my god i didn't know you could raise your hand that's so teachery and adorable but the, the problem the problem goes beyond that right the, the problem is the fact that the top six ish of the premier league is a closed shop you, you're not really going to be able to compete in there especially if it's sort of like towards the top eight you're essentially get, you're then yo-yoing between being a, a established premier league club in mid table and then one that gets threatened with relegation what happens here is you end up in this position, you bring in Sam Allardyce, he keeps you up, he stabilises you, you decide you want to be ambitious, you try something different, it doesn't work. And we go around ad nauseum until you then get relegated because you didn't hire the relegation specialist. Um, Scott, you've got your hand in the air like you possibly might not care. Just, just I like, love it. Uh, um... Do you think they panicked a little bit too much, too much, and did it too quickly? Because if they would have given him more time, well, he's only been at the job what a year and a little bit longer. And how much, feel... how much more time? Do you, how much more time do you get? 
if your goal is that you desperately want to stay in the Premier League, which I'm not convinced should be your should maybe should be your got like your objective, but doesn't shouldn't you shouldn't live and die by that if you're in a club like West Brom's position. Mm. But if that is your goal, well, if you wait much longer, then you're limiting the impact they can have. You go into a, a busy Christmas period, January transfer window comes and goes, and you completely limit any impact that any manager that you make a change for can have. Okay, we should talk about the game then. Um, so the game finished one one. Uh, City went. Uh, City um, had twenty six shots. Uh, Pep said it will be a long season if you want to beat uh, be at the table, but you have to win. Um, Emma, have you got anything to sort of say about that? Um, they need to start spending less money on very expensive defenders and spend some money buying a striker. Because Jesus isn't the answer. Whoa, that's profound. <laughs> wow, that's a bumper sticker I have. <laughs> I will make one for you. Jesus. <laughs> don't, don't, pretend, don't pretend that you haven't seen that bumper sticker, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, I just haven't been looking in the right places in Brooklyn, I guess. <laughs> uh, okay, also then, um, this week was Wolves 2, Chelsea 1. Uh, Olivia Drew equalised Podence's opening goal. Um, but Pedro Neto scored in the 95th minute. 95! Uh, this is already after he had a, uh, a late penalty turned down by VAR. Um, Fabio Silva was denied a goal uh, by VAR as well for being offside. Um, the last 83 Premier League goals scored by uh, Wolves have been by non-British players. So Connor Cody needs to up his game. Um, Frank Lampard said this could be some fatigue. Uh, it's back-to-back losses for Chelsea. Has anyone got any sympathy for back-to-back losses and feeling fatigued for Frank why? Isn't, no, sorry, isn't Connor Cody the one who's never scored? Yes, that's why I said. Yes. Uh, I was going to say, is, uh, the goal scorers for Wolves, I imagine 80 to 90% will be Portuguese and Adama Traore. Quite possibly. Um, Emma, sorry, what were you going to say? I don't have any sympathy for him. They were rubbish against Everton at the weekend and they deserve to lose. And they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory against Wolves. I don't have any sympathy for him. He's got a big squad to choose from. Play some other players. Okay. And also, play Timo he, Werner in the right position. He's that also they're also in a bit of a false position already, which is mental considering. I think only a game or two ago people talk about them as title contenders. Where if Man City and Aston Villa win their games in hand, Chelsea could be joint ninth. Oh, really? And, oh. and those, ga- those games in hand are against, um, well, against one of them is against Newcastle. That's a win. <laughs> Taken care of, yeah. <laughs> um, also, on Lampard, he, he did make some stupid comments in the press about tier three. I doubt, I don't believe that. What did he oh, say? Come on. I find no. I just find it very unlikely that Frank Lampard would say anything stupid in the in in the press. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, uh, he said now that London's gone into tier three, they should they they want to keep fans from to go to games, but London's gone into tier three, haven't they? So no more fans at, at games in London. Okay. So is he, he saying most... that there's an unfair advantage? 
I think Maybe. some people have said that, haven't they? Yeah, it's nonsense. Yes. Well, yeah, I guess it is. Maybe he should play maybe a better centre-half that doesn't get roasted by Pedro Neto for the winner. <laughs> and Kurt Zuma, who should have scored earlier in the game and missed some chances. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Right, OK. Um, also, Sheffield United 2, Manchester United 3. Uh, Sheffield United went 1-0 up through David McGoldrick pouncing on an error by um, Dean Henderson in goal. Manchester United then came back, two goals through Marcus Rashford, and uh, Anthony Martial's first goal in 491 minutes made it 3-1 to Manchester United 4, McGoldrick pulled another one back. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale at fault for a couple of goals here. Um, Paul Pogba's assist for one of those Rashford goals, that long ball, that was fabulous, wasn't it, Jesse? Pogba was fabulous the whole game. I mean, Pogba just, he knew exactly where he needed to be this entire match. He was phenomenal. So it was McGoldrick. McGoldrick but was, was he doing enough good. defending, Jesse? Because they conceded two goals. He should be there. <laughs> no, that he should actually, be stopping that. That wasn't because of his defense. That was because of his hair. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, it was real. Just what you know, was it? Did his hair? Did his hair? Like, was that distracting? Scott it was McDonald's? a distraction. Correct. That's actually why. <laughs> that's why Dean Henderson, you know, had that very um, unfortunate back pass. Yeah. Um, I was sad for. Um, I, I was sad for McGoldrick. He played really well. Um, oh, Adam raised his hand. This is just, I love, the teacher in me is like, <laughs> by this. Taking advantage of it. It's great, Adam. Adam's, Sorry, Adam's got the conch. Yeah. Oh, you want me to talk now? Because you raised um, your hand. Okay, sorry. We called on you. Right. Um, can we talk for a second about how batshit crazy Manchester United are? Yes, because... please. They, they've, they've absolutely destroyed my brain because they can't... Is it because they're playing, like, with joy and are actually good? Is it upsetting to you? No, it's because every time we talk about... Uh, every time they seem to get talked about, they talk about how rubbish, how bad they are, they're losing games away from home. They're one game away from equaling the all-time Premier League <laughs> record for away wins. And if they, if they win their game in hand, they'll go second in the table and be two points off top. <laughs> and we'll play Liverpool in early January for a chance to be top of the table on the 18th of January Manchester United could be top of the Premier League it's, it's just because they're doing it in this batshit way where they're like oh my god they're what is it the last by what six by losing matches... all of their home games it's very unorthodox <laughs> and and the last six away matches they've like had to come from behind but then they have done it and it's like you know what their script writer I think needs to be fired or maybe he's just an amazing script writer why are you assuming it's Wait, a man? He's writing the same script every time. Maybe he, her, she, him, they are an amazing right. script really writer. Really great script It's just getting boring at this point. Like, mix it up, bud. <laughs> um, yeah. Scott, you got your hand in the air. Can we talk about the third May United goal? We can do. Um, seven passes, 11 seconds. Aaron Ramsdale flipping at one through his hands. I think it was good football for Man United. Slick counter attacking. All started with a roulette by Paul Pogba. Yes, that was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Emma, uh, Sheffield United are on course to finish the season with two point nine two points. Not possible. That... Not possible. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've where never, are they getting I've this never, point? Two I've from. never seen anyone get point nine of a point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that going to be the worst ever? Yes. Uh, yes. By a long way. Yes, by a country mile. 
Why why hasn't Chris Wilder got sacked yet then? Because he's, he's got them promoted from League One in two seasons and it's Yeah, he's got seasons. he's got too much in the bank. Gonna get them relegated. Yeah, yes. but then they'll get Sam Allardyce. But he's proved that they can do really well in the division because they did surprisingly well last season. So why hasn't he been sacked for not maintaining his standards? Can Sam Allardyce manage? Can Sam Allardyce manage West Brom and Sheffield United at the same time? I don't know why there's so much silence to a stupid question. (laughs) Why don't they? You know what? Does that mean that they need Harry Redknapp? I forget who is next in the line of succession. (laughs) Redknapp's Redknapp's knees are gone. He's just does adverts now. Do they draw straws, or is it in alphabetical order? No? <laughs> What's Pardew doing now? Is he... He's the technical director at, at um, CSKA Sophia. He's the um, director yeah. of football. Okay. Uh, elsewhere, it was... away from Bulgaria. <laughs> elsewhere, it was Aston Villa nil, Burnley nil. Um, Villa had 27 shots, uh, including 15 in the first half. Hit the post twice. Um, El Ghazi had eight shots on his own, so uh, they need to improve their shooting practice a bit. Jack Grealish was... the crossbar, and he had the crossbar. Yeah, free kick. Jack Grealish was found seven times in this game, which is quite a lot. It's quite a lot on his mind recently, hasn't it? Getting caught out with those photos last week. <laughs> yes. Did you see him turn up at court this week and how he tricked everybody? Yes, that was going to be my second point. Yeah. How, how did he trick everybody? So what he had a car did pull up. Get out, of, get out and spray them with silly string. <laughs> no, he had a car pull up, his car pull up, but then he was walking in, into the court from the other direction and they caught ah, him. So, so he, he, it was a blimp and a decoy blimp. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, Fulham nil, Brighton nil, and Adam Lallana disallowed goal is the best they could muster up. Um, Saturday... and, and and Fulham should have had a penalty. Should they? Is this one of your things you got written down? Yes. Go on then, what happened there? I mean, that's, uh... not gar- that's not guaranteed to go anywhere near the goal. <laughs> <laughs> no, where, um, Webster brought down Lookman. And did he go to VAR? Oh. No, uh, it did, but um, who's the right back? Oh, Lamptey. He got the ball away from them, but on replay, it, it was a foul. Okay. And that, that handball for the goal, that was unfortunate because it was a good finish by Lalana. Okay. Uh, Jesse, you got your hand in the air. <laughs> I was trying to look for it. Is that by accident um, or did you mean to do it? <laughs> no, I meant to do it. I just want to add that um, I think Ariola has been a very good keeper for Fulham. He's here. not made Fight a tit of himself, has he? What? He's not made a tit of himself, has he? Um, no. No, don't dignify it. Don't. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. Thank you. I needed that. Okay. That's it. That's just what I'm going to say. I'm going to put myself on mute. Don't dignify it, Emma. Jesse, don't dignify it. <laughs> I'll go back to eating donuts. <laughs> Ooh, donuts. It took me a second. Thank you, Emma. I love you. I need you. Uh, at the Emirates, it was Arsenal 1, Southampton 1. Uh, Theo Walcott scored and upset some Arsenal fans by celebrating, and then uh, Aubameyang equalised. Theo Walcott is now the third highest scorer at the Emirates. Behind, anyone want to guess? Thierry Henry? Nope. Van Persie. Yep, he's got 46. The next highest is uh, on 40. No. Giroud. Certainly was. Uh, Bamiyang equalised his first goal from open play in 797 minutes. Um, 
Just a casual 250 grand a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gabriel was uh, then sent off for two yellow cards in four minutes. Um, seven red cards under Arteta since he took charge a year ago. Uh, is this bad management or is this just bad luck? Or he, you know, he can't control his players' actions once they go beyond that white line. Where do we sort of see this one, Emma? I doubt he tells them to go out there and get sent off. No, but he must obviously tell them not to get sent off when they're on a yellow card or something and they're not listening. I mean, it's his I own mean... fault. He keeps picking Granite Xhaka. Um, the, 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 there's very, we've all, we all know the famous Mario Balotelli story where yes. he, he got, he got yes. told not to get sent off. That didn't go so well. And 14 minutes when, out of 15. <laughs> when, when Arsene Wenger first started at, at Arsenal, he was... He was so enabled to stop them from getting sent off all the time that he he instead designed training sessions with ten men, so they got used to it. <laughs> so Fair maybe enough. it's just this is just in their DNA. Uh, Nathan Redmond and uh, Rob Holding also hit the woodwork um, towards the game end of the game. Um, Arsenal have won one out of nine. Uh, it's their worst start um, to a season since 1974-75. Uh, a fair few people are now becoming Arteta out, Jesse. Were you alive then? 1974-75, no I wasn't. <laughs> I was still swimming around inside my dad. Just had to check. We have to check these things. We don't... There's just... There's just... There's just our generation and then old people. <laughs> people born in the 80s and then cavemen. Yeah. If, if you're older than us, you're a granddad, and if you're a granddad, you're basically dead. <laughs> um, there was a woman in my local paper this week who was a 34-year-old grandmother. Exactly. See, that has literally just proved my point. <laughs> you lived what... part of your life without the internet. I lived a large portion of my life without the internet, yeah. <laughs> What's it... that like? <laughs> <laughs> it was only available to me uh, like the last year or so at university. Do, do you still talk... To, to your children about going online how do you mean well well I mean it's, it's like old people tend to think of like going online as a, being a thing right like it's a state like you you go online like like and those, you've got mail the from movie whereas nowadays just the internet's just around right it's everywhere you, you I don't really ever consider myself to be going online I'm like oh I'm just gonna log on to this internet and go online it's just it's just sort of integrated with our lives. So I just wanted to know. No, I don't say that. Probably a, that's probably a generational thing. So I just wanted to know what side of it you were on. Do you do you shout at your kids because they kicked you off the modem when they were on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll have you know I'm on fiber optic down here. Do you still have a VHS player? Yes, I do. <laughs> there we go. You have an AOL account? <laughs> I've got uh, Netscape and everything. <laughs> Um, Chris, Chris's email address is at AltaVista <laughs> right, I don't know what that means I'm going to ask Jeeves later about it hey. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Leeds 5 Newcastle 2 2 lovely Who, goals from... down earlier this week Chris didn't even bat an eyelid <laughs> uh, Alioski and Jack Harrison with two lovely goals the 4th and 5th goals in all that uh, Newcastle actually took the lead um, and it was 2-2 with 14 minutes left I think um, Steve Bruce um, said they were a little bit unlucky in this one <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That shoddy defending? Oh, um, you can, you can say a lot of things, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when Newcastle actually um, 
conceded one of their goals. The ball was given away by one of the Longstaff brothers to Leeds, who went on and counter-attacked. Um, Tim Sherwood blamed uh, Miguel Almiron, saying he really... He was, just... a, he was at four for one of the goals. Uh, yeah, but not the one where um, Longstaff gave the ball to the Leeds yeah. player who scored. <laughs> yeah. I think you maybe got him... All that great like, content that up. Tim Sherwood gave you, and you've decided to pick him up on the one mistake he makes. It wasn't one mistake he made. I mean, it wasn't just him. It was him, um, and then there was Robbie Savage and Dion Dublin, who looked a little bit like Jay Blades from the repair shop. Oh, I am shocked, absolutely shocked, that I, a, a football pundit <laughs> was made up of terrible human beings. <laughs> yeah, in fact, they even had a bit of bants about the time that Dion Dublin headbutted Robbie Savage. I was, I mean, just, gonna, I was just gonna mention that. Was there anything in? I was yeah. Well, I was that waiting. Sounds like a story I want to hear. I was waiting for a game and a half. <laughs> I was waiting was for a game and a half for them to mention that. Birmingham Villa derby didn't uh, Dublin nutted Savage. Well, right Savage. Yeah, Savage started on Dublin and then Dublin finished it by <laughs> nutting him one. <laughs> was it a headbutt or was it a football headbutt? I think it was a proper one, wasn't it? Proper. From what I remember. I send you. The, I send you the link, Adam. Dion Dublin is a very, very... I want to see Savage bleed. Uh, Danny Baker and Danny Kelly said a couple of things about Dion Dublin um, when they used to host their old radio show back in the uh, 80s. One was the fact he always had steam coming off of his big, bold head and someone wrote a letter in or wrote an email in saying how they had a threesome once in a caravan and the man they had the threesome with afterwards, it was so cold the steam was coming off his head. Um, And another one, someone sent a picture in of... Dion Dublin wearing a kilt with Admiral Atbar's head on top. This isn't a visual medium, though, is it? Not only is this not a visual medium, but you don't even have the visual medium to show us. Well, no, I mean, it was on the radio. That's how not a visual medium this is. It was on the radio. Cool story, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, do you get steamy head? Not really. No? No. You're on a three-speed caravan. What, in tier one or tier two? <laughs> oh, no, you can't anymore, can you? Uh, Leicester New Everton 2, uh, Richarlison and Mason Holgate celebrating like Tardelli after he tapped that one in. Um, Robin Olsen in for Jordan Pickford, Adam. I think we're slagging off, we're slagging off Mason Holgate after his... He's been off out injured for months. The man comes oh, back, no. only a couple of games back, scores a goal. Oh, I'm, I, 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 I'm a bad person. Yeah, you are. absolutely oh. rinsed by Harvey Barnes a few times. <laughs> It's a shame for Peter Michael. He made a good double save uh, before Holgate touched him. Michael, do you mean? What did I say? It's Peter, lot, sorry. He, he looks quite uh, facially, obviously not body-wise, but I think with his haircut now, he looks a lot like Anthony Joshua. Peter, Casper Michael. No, still talking about Mason Holgate. Mason, oh, okay. okay. Fine. Can I ask Adam, how is Robin Olsen doing? Because he was absolutely wretched at Roma. Uh, well, he, kept another clean, he kept a clean sheet. Um, I'm not quite sure why he played in this game. I, I have to investigate. So you're, you've been swapping keepers. Ancelotti did that quite a lot at Napoli. But um, Pickford's been in a, re- a recent run of good form. So um, uh, the Newcastle incident where he sort of took him out of the, the firing line after the media spent 36 days constantly talking about how he'd hurt Precious Virgil. Um, I've, I've got receipts on that, I can tell you. Um and then after that, like his form picked up on that. So it's, I don't think it's a form thing. I think it must just be a, perhaps it's an Angelotti thing. Maybe it's, like you said, we, we've got another game on, I think 
the games are obviously going to come thick and fast now, and we've got a game on Wednesday because we're in the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup. So there's then going to be games Boxing Day, and it's, there's going to be a lot of football very quickly. So perhaps it's just that. Uh, Jesse, Leicester have lost four out of seven at home um, so far this season. They conceded seven goals as well from corners. They only conceded five for the whole of last season. Um, what's gone wrong there? Oh, uh, Jamie Vardy's a racist, so they deserve it. Okay. <laughs> not the answer that's I was not expecting. Not the answer you're for? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, more more defensive analysis I was looking for, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, yes, um, I think they never actually found a replacement for Wes Morgan, a solid defender who can actually corral their defense. I think if you look at the back, there's been a lot of miscommunication. So you've seen players, Adam, don't make, I, every time your eyebrows do that, I feel like you're about to jump. <laughs> I get very anxious. I was generally listening thinking this is a really good point. Um, okay, thank you. Um, I think if you have watched their defenders, um, there's been a lot of miscommunication. So you'll see players like not... Um, <laughs> see, now I threw myself off. You'll see players running into each other, running behind each other and not communicating well. And Wes Morgan was really good at um, communicating himself but also yelling at yelling to his players okay so there was that better than Jamie Vardy's a racist they deserve it lovely Great. Um, final game then this week was West Ham 1 Crystal Palace 1 uh, Christian Benteke scored his third goal in 3 uh, Sebastian Haller Emma with a rather scrummy back uh, bicycle kick although he didn't look too pleased about it um, angry goal definition of an angry goal it was wasn't it <laughs> and then uh, Christian Benteke then sent off for sort of an elbow when jumping for a header um, Emma did you see this one I didn't. Did no. he score recently, though? Yes, three goals in three. Oh, that's yes. nice for him. Yeah, it's not, Emma's, it's not Emma's fault. We regularly don't listen to what you say before. Then. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all Roy of us. Hudson... That's not just a, that's not just Emma. It's true. Has Roy Hodgson had the vaccine yet? Uh, don't know. No, he's under he's under eighty. He doesn't oh. qualify. Barely. So close. Um, yeah, uh, Tim Sherwood, Dion Dublin and Robbie Savage said it definitely wasn't a sending off for uh, Christian Benteke because how is he supposed to jump without sort of raising your elbows out wide, wide before they got Mark Clattenberg in to correct them and say actually it was a sending off. He's, he, Dwight, Sherwood is right because it, it was a red but you, you have to jump with your elbows in the air. You have to get leverage. Yes. But don't, you don't just, go like that. Just because Mark Clattenberg said something doesn't also make it True. Well, he's he's more qualified True. than the other three. Class- I think they've had this conversation like a thousand times in the past. What has it been like three years since that rule has been well, officialized, which is a word I've just invented. Clax was saying, "Sorry, thank you, Adam. Technically, you can jump without your arms in the air." as anyone who has been yelled at in a dance class can tell you, but you can't get leverage. Clats uh, was saying that even though you do need All leverage... All of you should that... try it right now, by the way. Sorry. Clats. Yep. Have you got his number in your phone? <laughs> he was saying that although you do need your elbows to jump, you also need spatial awareness and you need to be aware of who is around you as well. Uh, can we text him and ask him if he's got yeah. any other opinions? He's busy tonight. Is he on what's is he on, is he on, What's he under on your phone? Marky C, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, might, it, it might be free uh, in, in the coming Thursdays in 2021, so one of you two needs to sort of behave yourself at least. Um, right, that is the Premier League roundup. Done some bits and bobs of leagues coming up this weekend. Uh, we'll start in Espana. Um, 
Atletico Madrid, Real Sociedad and Real Madrid are all tied on 26 points at the top. Villarreal are then on 22. And then Barcelona made it all the way up to the Europa League places. Uh, so Levante play Real Sociedad. Asociación play Villarreal. Uh, Atletico Madrid play Elche. Uh, Ibar the Brave play Real Madrid. And Barcelona play Valencia, don't they, Emma? Mm-hmm. How are we feeling yeah, about we that? Yeah, we beat Real Sociedad. They're top of the league. Yeah? Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. Is the comeback on now? No, of course not. Ronald Koeman's still manager. If he wins you the league or Champions League this year, will he be Ronald Koeman the demigod? No, because that's not going to happen. Under any circumstances, that is not going to happen. I will give you a thousand euros if that happens. The euros, no, they're not much used in this country for much longer. <laughs> that's why I'm going to give them to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, in your face, take, it seems like you the, want to take that bet. <laughs> take, take the take the euros; they could be worth a lot more than you think they are. <laughs> uh, in Italy, Scott Milan top on twenty eight points into twenty seven. Then Juventus Milan twenty four each. Uh, it says Parma. Uh, do you mean Do you mean Roma on twenty four each with Juventus? Oh, I wrote Milan twice. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Before you would. Uh, okay, can we Can we give them Can we give them their respects and call them their real names? Latan is top one. Yeah. But he's out injured at the moment. Yeah, I was going to say he's injured. So Parma are top on. Uh, uh, so Parma play. Parma play Juve. Then it's Atalanta v Roma. Sassuolo v Milan. What's happened to Sassuolo? They were up there not so long ago. They still are in the top six. If you look further in the table, the top. Four, I haven't got third. time to do the top six. Yeah, he's got the Nepal Premier League to watch. Yeah, it's funny you should say that. Azerbaijan League. So it's where you come to me. Huh? Just come to me to talk about it. And then it's Inter versus Spezia, but also probably the game of the round is 7.45 on Sunday, which is Lazio versus uh, Napoli. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Atalanta-Roma is the game of the weekend, along with Sassuolo AC Milan. Okay. Anyway, game of the round is uh, Sunday, 7.45, Lazio versus Napoli. In Germany, Bayern Leverkusen are top, followed by Bayern uh, a point behind on 27, then Leipzig on 27 also. Dortmund on 22 points, so it's RB Leipzig versus Cologne, uh, Union Berlin versus Dortmund, and it's first v second, it's Bayer versus Bayern. Um, in Ligue 1, Lille are top. Lille, are yeah. we not going to talk about anything slightly interesting that might have happened in Germany? That's why I have my hand raised up for the midweek games in Italy that have just gone. I didn't see. I'm, did, I'm looking. I'm looking down at this piece of paper. Like Neville Chamberlain and waving what, around. You can't argue that you didn't see because you tried to break the news in the Facebook in the WhatsApp group that that. Um, father had been sacked. Yes, I, I, no, I didn't see. Just, I didn't see Scott's hand so raised then. What did we talk about over WhatsApp the other day? We talked about lots of things over WhatsApp. Me wearing shorts. What do you, I mean, we talked about a lot of things <laughs> on WhatsApp. Weird. Anyway, can we talk about father being sacked? Big talk about yeah. losing father being sacked on him. Well, there we go. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about Morata's miss. No, no, we're talking about Lucien Favre being sacked, apparently. <laughs> no, I, I did want to talk about this because I think it, it's... It, there's an interesting sort of... It, this shows an interesting difference in approach and it sort of links to what Jesse was talking about um, a little bit earlier. Whereas a lot of people talk about... Um, typically, sort of, if you think about when Arsenal when have been looking for new managers previously or or club at that and a lot of people say well why wouldn't you give it to Eddie Howe after all the great things he's done at, at Bournemouth or why wouldn't you give it to um, Chris Wilder and people the argument that you hear a lot of journalists say sort of is that 
oh, managing a club like Bournemouth or or Sheffield United doesn't doesn't uh, demonstrate any of it's a completely different skill set to managing a sort of footballing superpower that Arsenal would claim to be. But leave that one point aside. But <laughs> a club of that level sort of claims to be something else. But I think it's very interesting that when you see a team like Dortmund, um, who are very much in that, that level and they're quite strongly being linked with taking much lower managers, whether that's like Hassan Hootel from Southampton is 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 sort of um one of the, the prime candidates but Jesse Marsh I've seen linked as well from Salzburg. Sorry? Jesse Marsh from Salzburg I've seen linked, not Jesse Loesch from Brooklyn. Oh well <laughs> Jesse Marsh I just think Red Bulls, uh, New York still. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry for that one. <laughs> but I, I just I just think that that's a very it, uh, I just think that is interesting in itself that you wouldn't see that sort of approach taken in English football. Yeah. And a, a team with as much and like I think that the the powers that be with Dortmund are in a position where they're gambling with quite a lot right now. That they have a team absolutely stacked with young talent, um, with some uh, the sort of the I think probably the correct balance of sort of older, wiser heads there to guide them in sort of players like Witzel, Chan, and and Royce, and. This is a really uh, you make the right appointment here, and you could Dortmund could be in a position where if they can hold on to, they don't even need to hold on to all of those players because they have so many young, exciting players. That if they could just hold on to a few of them, that they could be in a position to genuinely put in a sort of a long-term challenge to Bayern Munich that they've not had since Jurgen Klopp was there, and they're not at the same time just going well we just need a superstar manager okay um scott you got your hand in the air i wanted to talk about what happened in midweek in italy but you just italy's gone mate italy's yeah, gone I... yeah you, t- yeah, you promised me five minutes but fine <laughs> you can you talk about it five... if you want you can have five minutes at the end you just talk and i'll add <laughs> it on after, after the after no because he's going to talk no, no, about no, no. no I... I... I promise you that five minutes. <laughs> you can talk about it now if you want to. A ramble. You can no, talk about it now. He's going to talk about five minutes about Taylor Swift and Brazilian football. You can talk about it now if you want. I just thought that um, Alvaro Morata's miss is up, is up there for probably the one of the worst misses I've ever seen in football. So what was it? Uh, so he went on one-on-one between Gallini, who's actually an Italian rapper in golf for Atalanta, Um he decided to do a FIFA pass to Ronaldo, but Ronaldo scoffed it, passed it back to Morata, open goal, back heel, wide. And they drew that game, didn't they? They drew that game. Oh, dear, we did. Uh, okay, right, Ligue 1. Uh, Lille are top on 32 points, PSG point behind on 31, then Lyon on 30. Uh, so it's Nice v Lyon, uh, and then first v second is Lille versus PSG. Uh, other bits and bobs of games uh, in Chile. It's... Chile's the place to be this weekend. It's the Super Classico, which is the uh, Universidad Católica versus Colo Colo. Um, it's also the Classico de, Co- de Colonias, which is Palestino versus Audax Italiano, which is the uh, Palestinian migrant team versus the Italian migrant team. Uh, in Paraguay, it's the black and white derby as Olympia take on Libertad. 
in Bolivia, it is the Classico Pacheno. P-A-C-E-N-O. Is that right? Keep going. What does that mean? I think if you have to spell it like that, that we really shouldn't be talking about it. Yeah, we should. Hey. Because because it's it's the Classico Pacheno and it is the strongest versus Club Bolivar. South American teams have got very good. Can, can, I, can I just... Is that available on all major platforms? Uh, yes, it's on Sky Sports. They've removed the um, the removed some of the Premier League games for it. Um, and finally, in Belgium, it's uh, it's the Battle of Flanders. Um, Maud versus yes. <laughs> uh, it's Brood it's Brood versus Ghent. Sorry, Scott, you got your hand in the air again. So you rambled on about that, but you didn't want to talk about the midweek games happening in Europe, or the Champions League draw, or the Europa League draw. South American football is awesome. And we're not done it with it yet. We're not finished with South American football. I completely forgot. Yeah, Jesse, yeah, just Bolivia is very much in Central America. Because uh, <laughs> Chris has probably forgotten. Chris has probably forgotten that there's a Concacaf Champions League this week as well. Nope, I got that written down. I did completely forget there was a Champions League in Europe draw, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have a lie, can I go have a lie down? How much yeah, same. No, that we're done. Can I, we're done. We're, we're on bits and bobs of news. So, Jared Hulier has died, age 73. I was quite sad about this. So, Who broke, who broke that to you? Uh, Scott was my little Kay Burley breaking news to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jared Hulier has died, age 73. Uh, he led Liverpool to uh, five trophies, um, including three in 2001, the Scouse treble. Uh, prior to Liverpool, he'd managed in France, he'd managed the French national team, PSG and Lens. Uh, he won two national titles with Lyon uh, after Liverpool before finishing his career um, with Aston Villa in 2011 due to heart issues. I was really sad about this because Gerard Houllier was always some sort of affable uncle type person. I thought as a manager, he was um, he was he was a, a Liverpool manager that could sort of make you dream about winning trophies again. I think didn't he become Liverpool manager with a bit with some like pointy elbows that he turned up. Joint Liverpool oh, joint manager on. with him and Roy Evans. He can't just elbow elbow Roy out the way. He's not even cold yet, Adam. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I just think that's a funny story. Um, <laughs> the, I think the the the, the most impre- one of the most impressive stories about or one of the most impressive legacies of of Julier is the work that he did with Claire Fontaine and the the recognition that 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 was shown through that was the fact that. Um, the French Football Federation gave him an honorary World Cup winners medal, even though he um, had nothing to do with the it directly with the two thousand with the nineteen ninety eight World Cup, but was considered to have played such a, an important part in the the youth programs that uh, flowed into that team that his uh, contribution was recognised. Okay. Scott, you got your hand in there. Do you want to talk about um, Paolo Dybala or something? No, it's about Julier. Okay, um, <laughs> that's low, Chris. <laughs> Um, do you want to talk about Chilean football that no one watches? Um, I bet people in Chile watch it. We've got at least one yeah, South yeah. American on this podcast. They don't listen though, so they don't listen. It's pointless. We've got oh, at least yeah. one Chile. Uh, we've got at least one listener based in Chile. Oh, <laughs> careful! Have, we haven't. What? What's careful? You said we one Chilean on this podcast. Sorry. I thought you were going to say we have at least one Chilean on this podcast. No, we have at least one listener in Chile oh, on this podcast. Uh, don't, okay. I mean, no, I mean he, rubbish, Jesse. But Chile's on the at least on the complete other coast. If he got that wrong, that's a complete screw up. I know my I know my country he, locations. He wrote me land down twice. 
Let's, let's, we're talking, we've got a pro here. <laughs> no, on um, on Gerard Hulier, Conor McNamara, the excellent five live co- five live commentator. Do you remember the game he came back to after his heart troubles in O two? Roma against Roma. Wasn't it? Against Roma. Do you, what hit me? Uh, it got me the other day. Do you see the crowd when he when he was walking to the touchline yep. with Fabio Capello? That's what hit me afterwards. I think. Especially in the last couple of weeks, we've lost what four four legends of football. Yeah, Diego Maradona, Paolo Rossi. I'm forgetting one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. Sabella. Sabella. Alejandro Sabella. Yeah, losing that and and now Julier. And as Adam says, the work he's, he did with France and Claire Fontaine it was amazing. Yep. He's going to go down in Liverpool folklore. I, yes, I think he already has. I think that he still had a huge amount of affection from. Do you think people. he had a say in on the team that was progressed into Benitez? I, I think he definitely did, um, because if you think of the players that sort of came through under him, um, Carragher made his through, debut under. He bought through Carragher and Gerrard, didn't he? Yeah. And Michael Owen. Uh, although Michael Owen was Michael sold in that wasn't summer. There under... <laughs> But there were other players. They were, you know, he'd bought in, um, he'd bought in Didi Haman, who was a big part of that. Uh, he'd bought in only forty-five minutes. Yes, but it was a forty-five. It was the key forty-five minutes. Uh, Milan Barros as well. There was players that he bought through in that in that team. Vladimir Spitsa, of course, scored in that final. Uh, Gibral Cisse was a Hulia signing as well, even though he arrived after Hulia left. So yeah, it, it's, it was a big. Also, also signed Al Hadjouf, but well, not everyone makes great signings. <laughs> yeah, but... Also, you some, you lose some. Yeah. Steve, Stephen Jarrod's Instagram post was quite heartening because he pretty much. Sorry, sorry, Scott. I don't. I know you've been away for a while now, but um, we only talk about Jose Mourinho's Instagram post on this podcast. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Can we talk about them playing cricket as well? Because that's just amazing. Um, you've been. You missed that was that. too long ago. Now you missed your chance. I know, but um, Jarrod's Instagram post was quite lovely. Just praising Julier, who gave him his Liverpool career. Ah. Very nice. Uh, Emma. Mm-hmm. Corinthians of Brazil. Did you know that they have never, ever lost a football match in the week that Taylor Swift has released an album? Uh, going back to 2006. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Really? Yeah. Can someone fact check him on that? Taylor yeah, Sw- Tim, Vickery, Tim Vickery did a post about it. Taylor Swift released her second album of the year this week. She released Evermore this week, which isn't quite as good as Folklore, but still very good. Um, and they drew nil nil at the weekend and they beat Sao Paulo as well. So, um, yeah, that's true. They've also never, ever won in the week that Paul McCartney has released a solo album either. Is that because that was this week? No, well, no, I think... <laughs> I'm sure he released an album this week. He probably did, but they've also played other games in the past when he's released so well albums. Uh, Premier League clubs have voted against the five subs rule for the third time. Um, selfish, need... isn't it? <laughs> you need 14... Absolutely selfish. You need 14 votes to pass uh, as per the sort of Premier League constitution, but there was only uh, 10. However, nine subs will be allowed to be named on the substitute bench. Um, Stylian Petrov... What's the point in that? Two more players. Yeah, but we can still only yeah, make three I substitutes. I don't know what the point of that is, Emma. You're right, it's pointless. Didn't they vote, though, to allow um, an extra sub in case of concussions? Like, if uh, head injuries? They're going to trial that. What's, what sport do you think this is? <laughs> the sport where um, real humans are still recovering. They're going to no, trial that in the FA Cup next month. Yeah, okay. 
So, yes, they're going to do that. Um, okay, so um, Stylian Petrov has talked about his reluctance to move to Celtic as this was all conducted whilst he was on holiday in the Black Sea uh, with his mates having a lad's holiday and he um, he didn't have a mobile phone with him uh, because he hadn't paid his previous phone bill. And so the only way Celtic could conclude this deal was through his friend's mobile phone. Um, so he eventually joined Celtic and his first phone bill when he lived in Glasgow uh, was £6,000 because he just kept ringing back home to Bulgaria. Um, that was for his first month. That was actually £4,400 more than his monthly income. So he had to borrow okay. some money from his other teammates. Did um, you tell them about WhatsApp? Well, this was in the turn of the century, so this was quite a long time ago. Uh, this is before the internet. This is before oh, the internet. Old this people. Is, I'm sorry. This is when you had to go online. Yes. <laughs> he, also, he also said he learned English through one of the, the Celtic security guards um, who also had a sideline uh, owning a burger bar. So he used to sit in the burger bar with the uh, Celtic security guard. And while the Celtic security guard took the orders, Cillian Petrov learned his English. Scottish. Did he learn English or did he learn Scottish? Yeah, he learned Scottish. He learned Glaswegian. I'll have a burger and chips, please. It's probably Scottish. Make it deep worst, fried as well. Okay. Worst Scottish accent ever. Oh, holly, holly, hoo. Oh, holly, holly, hoo. Have you ever been to Scotland? Yeah. I went Nessie hunting in Drum the Drocket. Hey, I went to Drum the Drocket. Did you go to North Kilt Town? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from North, North Kilt <laughs> I met my friend Dougal McDougal. Okay. Um, Wait a minute. <laughs> I can't remember his name. There's no one in North Kilt Town. Uh, Jesse, you oh. mentioned about the... Oh, no, they stole my cleat. Sorry. Jesse, you mentioned about the IFAB rules. Um, also, Edinson Cavani has been charged with a breach of social media rules and faces a possible three-match balance over his um, Instagram post. Anyone got anything to say on that? Live and learn. Live and learn. Rules are rules. We talked about that. We did, didn't we? Okay, right. Copa Libertadores quarterfinals, Jesse. Yes, Chris. Okay, so uh, these are all um, two legs apart from Racing versus Boca. So Racing Racing, uh, beat Boca 1-0, but that's only in the first leg. The rest of these are finished after two legs. So Santos 5, Gremio 2. Sorry, 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 sorry. I need that explained to me. Are you saying they've only played one leg? They've only played one leg. Absolute, yeah. Some absolute batshit South American reason that was a one leg. No, no, no. They've, no, no. they've no, only no, played no. one leg. No, that only Rassi happens no. when you have to take a second leg to Spain because you're going to get attacked in Argentina. Yeah. And yeah. then it gets delayed for ridiculous Argentinian reasons. Okay. But then you actually wind up playing and then sorry, you play another sorry, in Argentina. I said batshit South American. I should have just said batshit Argentinian. I well, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> there are other, this is the Copa Libertadores. Anything can happen. It's although... And Rassina won the lap from that tie. Although, yeah. with that particular rule, just hold your thoughts with that. Uh, Santos won 5-2, uh, beat Gremio 5-2 in aggregate. Libertadad... Do you see the first goals after, like, 10 seconds? Oh, my God. I, like, I love... I, Yes, that shit Argentinian, but like this tournament is so fun. Uh, Libertadad lost 4 1 to Palmeiras, and River beat Nacional, uh, Jesse, 8 2 on aggregate. I saw the goalkeeper get sent off for some sort of karate kick to uh, the genitals. That was good fun. Um, are you worried? Aren't other countries in South America worried about some sort of Argentinian Brazilian dominance in the Copa Libertadores? Um, no, I think 
what we are worried about right now is COVID. Um, Brazil is a, a really is, not handling it. <laughs> is Brazil that worried about it? I don't think Brazil is no, that worried right. about it. So Brazil is they seem to be embracing it. At all well. Um, Uruguay just went into its second very strict um, lockdown. Okay, in, in the world of football. Unnecessary. What you need is just tears. Tears, <laughs> tears, right. And there will be tears. We are one you, tier. You have, you have different tears. So you have one to four and then like have A to E. Right. But then like you can go home for Christmas, but then like at night you can go. Yeah, I've heard about these things. Yeah, in... the, government will, the government will tell you you can do it, but will guilt you into not doing it. Ah. And... In the, world, in the world of football, Jesse. Just like pay for a vaccine. In the world of football, Jesse, is there a sort of concern about a Brazilian Argentinian dominance in the Libertadores? Like some years, but not others, because the Copa Libertadores works that way in like this very weird way where like for five years they'll trade off and be like, okay, now it's Boca's turn, now it's River's turn, now it's like, you know, Fluminense's turn. And then the next year, like Colo Colo will win. It's fucking awesome. Highly suggest watching <laughs> because like weird shit happens where the goalie will come out and do this and then you never ever know what's going to happen but also you get to watch tiny teams from like you know the Andes and it's delightful and really fun and you also get to see players play phenomenally well you will not have the chance to see otherwise um, that's okay. my pitch Excellent. Well, no, no I do like watching it uh, also there's the CONCACAF Champions League this week so um for one leg only, LAFC uh, beat Cruz uh, Azul of Mexico 2-1. Uh, the rest of these are two legs because the first leg happened in March. I don't know why either. Um, so these are the second legs. Uh, Club America 3, Atlanta United 1, uh, New York FC 0, uh, UENL 5. Uh, and Montreal uh, Impact 2, Olympia of Honduras uh, 2. Olympia go through and away goals, beat the mighty MLS team of Montreal, didn't they, Jesse? Yes. Excellent. I didn't uh, know this was happening. And tomorrow will be the um, 2020 Asian Champions League final. Uh, that's going to take place on Saturday. That is uh, Persepolis of Iran versus uh, Ulsan Hyundai of South Korea. That's going to take place in Qatar. Right, back to Blighty. We're going to talk about the weekend's Premier so League games coming up. Wait, 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 but that but basically, by the time you've listened to this, that's already happened. Well, <laughs> depends when you listen to it. Why did you remember that Champions League, but not the draw for the <laughs> European Champions League? Because that happened on Monday, and I just completely forgot about Monday. Because of the Premier League games this week, I sort of forgot about most other things. Okay. Did you want to talk about the Champions League? It's the thing that's going to happen. He's only got that much space in his brain, Emma. It's like that time when he went wine tasting and he forgot how to drive. <laughs> Every time I learn something new, something old falls out, as I tell my children. Uh, right, back at the Premier League then. Uh, on Saturday lunchtime, uh, 12.30 on BT Sport, uh, Crystal Palace versus Liverpool in the Liverpool lose the title derby. Um, Christian Benteke is suspended uh, and there'll be no Mamadou Sacco for Palace. So we've only kept one clean sheet in 21. Um, and since that game where Liverpool sort of drew uh, 3-3, haven't um, been 3 up, they've won every game at Crystal Palace. So, uh, Emma, how do you think they're going to get on and how good is Curtis Jones? I don't know who Curtis Jones is. Okay. And I watched Liverpool <laughs> on Wednesday, whenever it was. He did play. He was in that, right? Yeah. 
he made such an impression. I don't know who he is. He was the one who set up Salah um, as he went charging into the area and then tapped the ball right to Salah. Okay. He's great. <laughs> okay. How do you think this game's going to go? Um, I expect Liverpool will win because you just said that they win all the time there now since Crystal Palace made Luis Suarez cry. Yep, but they they also can't play on Saturday morning, so. Oh, will they be too tired because they, they had to play on Wednesday? <laughs> they could be. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, what do you guys think, um, Scott? What do you reckon? Des Kelly interview with Jurgen Klopp will be quite interesting after the game. They've met since. When when Liverpool dropped two points against Crystal Palace. Okay, Adam and Jesse. I don't like Crystal Palace. <clears throat> you don't like their stadium, do you? I don't like their stadium. I don't like their stupid little eagle. That I died. Like cheer- I don't like their cheerleaders. That was, tell the you? One, that was the last one. one who died. Wait, what? They have cheerleaders? I didn't think they used to have che- that. They used to have cheerleaders, yeah. 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 No. One of them looked like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and, um, and she was I the best looking of them all. The last time I was there... They um, bought out. You know how, like, every once in a while there'll be the anniversary of a certain, a great achievement. Like, oh, we'll bring out all the players who won the league in this time. Theirs was a. They they bought out all the players that won the league, but it was the second division. You didn't go to Crystals, did you? I didn't go to Crystals. No, I got the fuck out of Croydon. <laughs> Jesse. Uh, do I need to sort of have some sort of physiotherapy or sort of, sort of psychotherapy with you about? Crystal Palace's football ground? I don't care about their ground, but I don't believe in cheerleaders cheering for... They could be a sport on their own. So now I don't like them. Okay. And you can win. Oh, thank you very much. Um, Southampton versus Manchester City in the um, Uwe Rosler derby. That's three o'clock on Amazon. Uh, Sergio Aguero is a doubt. Um, talk of Kevin De Bruyne being rested as he's played every minute of City's last seven matches. Um... Southampton under Rav Hasenhutl has won their previous two games before Christmas. So they like playing just before Christmas under Ralph. Um, it's going to be a real, real shame when he's Dortmund manager. <laughs> uh, Manchester City have won their last seven away when playing at three o'clock on a Saturday. Jesse, does that make a difference? Um, can you just let me know how far away were they from the coast and what time of day Pacific Standard Time was it before well, I can Southampton's up... quite close to the, uh, to the coast that's Sadi Amani in the coast um <laughs> but uh, but I'm sorry just for because I'm trying to you know get these statistics Jesse's trying to work out where, where the tide's going to be because <laughs> right and also there. did um Taylor Swift have an album uh, <laughs> in this time period she might have another one coming out this week. We don't it's know. Hard, she's, you know it's... she's mercurial. She does what she wants. <laughs> Much like me, she's a renaissance man. <laughs> Jesse, go on. What do you reckon? Uh, I think Southampton's going to have this one. All right, Emma? Uh, well, I imagine that Southampton are unhappy that they didn't beat Arsenal. That's like a really disappointing result for them. Yes. So I hope they beat Manchester City. All right. You think they're going to play angry? Yeah, exactly. Got a point to prove. Adam? I think Man City will win, but I think it will be uh, a hard slog because they only really score goals against Burnley and it's starting to become a real problem for Man City. All right, Scott? 
Ralph Ball all the way. And Adam, Adam is right about Man City. They just stat padding against Burnley and Watford of last season. Okay. It's why Emma. It's why Emma's point earlier was correct about them needing to stop. They've done with defenders now. They kept six clean sheets in seven games. Score some goals. Okay. Uh, Everton versus Arsenal in the Adam Scott Allen derby. Uh, Sky at half past five. Um, Allen and Delph and Hammers are all injured. Uh, Seamus... Guess not. Guess who's not. Seamus Coleman. <laughs> Yeah, I did write down he's available. <laughs> is that going to make yeah, all the difference Alan. to you? Sweet it Alan. Alan, sorry, what? Alan? Yeah, he pulled his hammy, didn't he? Yeah, is that for a few weeks? Whoa. Whoa. This changes everything. This could be a problem. Oh, this is your team as well, isn't it, Emma? Mm-hmm. See, this negates all the good Seamus Coleman vibes. Yeah, I mean, it might. We might maybe we'll break even if we're lucky. Still be Arsenal, though, because Arsenal's Arsenal. Well, Everton oh, have got... We don't have previous of being Arsenal. Well, Everton have kept clean sheets in the last two games at home versus Arsenal, but Arsenal have won 34 and scored 110 versus Everton in the Premier League. That's the best of any opponent. Also, but we have a player who scored as many goals as their team, so... It's Calvert-Lewin, Chris. It's Calvert-Lewin. Yes, I know, he's in my fantasy team. But he scored as many goals as Arsenal have as a collective. Yes. Excellent. Um, and none of them are penalties. And none of them are Famously, none of them are penalties. Fuck you, Darren Goff. <laughs> Go on, what do you reckon? <sighs> what do you think, I mean? Alan? Is a, Alan is a concern. Yeah. Who will replace him? It's Decore. You've got to start playing Alex Awobi as a centre mid. That could be interesting. Mo Besic. Alex Awobi has been doing the Lord's work. I would say at right, back, at right wing back, but Seamus Coleman's back now, so... Maybe we'll shift him to left wing back. Um, Mo Besic. My guess is uh, Andre Gomez will come in and play. Gomez, most handsome footballer around. Didn't he have a bit of a shocker the other day against Leicester? What, in the game we won 2 0? Yeah, it's still possible to have a shocker in a game you're, not, you're winning. Is that, I think you could only have so much of a shocker in a game you win 2 0. But he could have been a terrible player. That's why it's a team game. You, you know, The other 10 players could have been magnificent, but he could have been bumbling around and. But he wasn't so bad that he affected the result of the game. No, yeah. that's true. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's a limit to how much of a shocker it can be. Okay. It can be not that great. Um, okay, was he not that great the other day? It doesn't matter. We won 2-0. It's a team game, Chris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all of the signs are there for something that I'm not going to say because I've got, I've, I've, I've got too much riding on this. Come on, you've had a rum and coke. Say it. You relax. You're all relaxed I'm now. Too, there's too many variables and too many people. Stick, stick that chest out in that wonderful Christmas jumper. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, right. We move on to the next one then. Newcastle versus Fulham. Eight o'clock on Sky. The Damien Duff derby. Bobby Reed's downfall. You're not going to ask us our, our predictions then. I want to know what everyone else thinks about the Everton game. Yeah. Go on then. What do you all, all think? Everton won. Okay. Because yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal are in relegation form, but they'll they'll just survive relegation, as Roy Keane said to will, Ian. Ryan. Will they survive relegation with or without with or without Tony Pulis? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam is gone. Uh, yeah, Pulis is on the verge of a sack at Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. so that could happen. Uh, Jesse, yeah. I think more than one. I don't. Yeah, I could see this being a a blowout. Okay, Emma. Sorry, no, no, no. no. That's 
it, that currently sounds like it has the potential to be great, but I need that clarified as to a blowout for whom. Oh, I'm so I'm so sorry. I could see this being a blowout for Everton. Okay, Emma, there the referee go. of this Athletic Cuesca match is a very handsome man, isn't he? I don't know. I'm not watching. Okay. I'm doing does, he, does he look like? I imagine he's a spit for Tom Davis. <laughs> uh, no, what, what do you reckon, Emma? Andre Gomez. Emma, what do you reckon? Does he look like Andre Gomez? No, he doesn't. If he's, I'll turn it on. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> see, I think Alan being missing is going to be a really big problem, and that's why I think Arsenal are going to win. But oh, Arsenal dear. also have Shaka back. I think Shaka back. I think, and this is this might sound sounds slightly strange. I think that Alan being out is will be mitigated by the fact that Hamez isn't playing. Interesting. Because uh, true. Yeah. Alan doesn't have to do Hamez's running. Yes, because Hamez doesn't run; he just creates, doesn't he? So if we can have a more, in, perhaps with Coleman being back, maybe Owobi will play higher up the pitch, but we'll have that. We'll have a bit more industry from from that part of the the field, and then it doesn't. It just... And then Andre Gomez can just swan around like he's playing football in top hat and tails. Um... <laughs> it kind of feels like a moment for peak Arsenaling, where they come out and do a good performance after being so bad. But they are missing Gabriel. Is David Luiz back? I think he is. Anyway, we spent far too long talking about Everton and Arsenal. We have to move on. Never. We have to move on. Not Arsenal. Newcastle Fulham then. So um Bobby Reed is the doubt. Uh, you want to move on to that? Yeah, I have to. We have to go through all of them. Callum Wilson. Um, we previously when we double cast, we didn't always mention all of them. We very much <laughs> gave Burnley a miss when we did that. Uh, Callum Wilson has got seven goals and three assists in ten games for Newcastle. That is the best return for an English player to get to ten goals um in the Premier League since Alan Shearer in nineteen ninety six. That's one for your fantasy Premier Leagues, everybody. Still, Fulham are going to win. Because yeah. Newcastle are rubbish, and I just want to see more um, Scott Parker interviews uh, with the streets over the top of it, because that was just genius by the guy who did it. So, what was that? Ten goals and what? Sorry. So he's got um, he's the fastest English player to ten goal involvement. So you know goals and assists. Oh, goals and assists. Uh, he's the fastest English player to get to the, to ten goals and assists in a Premier League season since Alan Shearer twenty four years ago. But Dominic Cumberland has 11 goals. I don't know. Who, who are you stealing your stats from this time? I can't tell you. It's not Duncan Alexander oh. or Richard Jolly. I just don't understand how that works. Let me have a look. Let me just let me just turn Athletic and Huesca off. Shouldn't you not be watching a game while doing a podcast? You're a mum. Is that like don't operate heavy machinery and drink? Or True. <laughs> Not the or, same. Bad right. analogy. Or, or not forget to wash your legs while I'm showering. Right, here we go. Did you know? Uh, right, Callum Wilson registered his 10th goal involvement and assist for Jeff Hendrick in his 11th appearance with Newcastle against Leeds at seven goals and three assists. The quickest English player to reach double figures for a goals and assists in the competition since Alan Shearer in October 1996. But hasn't Dominic Carver Lewin. <laughs> well, I, I can only say that that's. The only way I can see is that's really poorly worded. And yeah. what it means is. It, the fact that his his first 
games for Newcastle and because he's a, a new Newcastle player. It could well mean that because October 1996 would have been Alan Shearer in his first season. It doesn't season. say that. Does it? Yeah. it doesn't say that, no. No. Don't shoot me. I am just the messenger. Uh, right, okay. So next game is we're on Sunday. So... Um, Sunday at high noon, it is Brighton versus Sheffield United uh, in the Danny Cullip derby. Um, Tarek Lamptey and Sander Burge are both doubts for this game. Brighton, um, in their last 10 games at home, they've drawn four and lost six. Uh, Sheffield United, in their last league game before Christmas, in the last 12 years, have won six and drawn six. So they're unbeaten in the games immediately prior to Christmas. Still the bottom of the league with one point, and it probably will be bottom of the league going into Boxing Day fixtures. I've just, re- okay. just realised that there's a huge caveat for all of these games that we all need to consider no. is the um, one, we should have done some research into which players are a yellow card away from suspension Isn't and the, the, ones, Amman- the, and the, the ones the, that are yeah. there's going to be some rogue red cards who just don't yeah. fancy, don't <laughs> yep. fancy yeah. those are my favourite red cards though um, someone's be, Actually, someone will be doing a Kevin Nolan over the weekend and getting three games so they get Boxing Day, 28th, and probably New Year's off. A couple of years ago, somebody put together a, like, a, a reel of those red cards, like emergency red cards. It was fabulous. <laughs> it was a lot of like, well, they all just grab kind of... and rip the shirt or like, <laughs> bop you in the nose. It was so good. We, who's who's going to do that over the weekend <laughs> then? Hey, ref. <laughs> <laughs> but it was more, it was like, I don't want to hurt you. This is just performative. Boop. It's going to be even easier in the world of VAR, isn't it? Yeah. Ah. Jesse and Emma, how do you reckon this is going to go? Could you see them, like, sort of, if they have a friend on the team that they're playing against, like, working it out beforehand, be like, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Hector, listen, don't want to hurt you, so let's, like, practice this tuck and roll before. <laughs> be like, I'll go for your knees, but, like, jump last minute, okay, cool. Heck, that's not how Hector would do it. Hector would... Hector's approach will be trying to get sent off with the, the most foul throws possible in a game. Um, Jesse and Emma, how do you reckon this game's going to go? Brighton will win. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quarter past two, Jesse, is uh, Spurs versus Leicester on Sky. That's the Stefan Freund derby. Uh, Gareth Bale will be available after illness. Um, Daniel Amati, Timothy Castagnier, and Johnny Evans will be back for Leicester. Um, Spurs' last seven at home against Leicester, they won five, lost two, uh, but scored 21. Um, Harry Kane has scored 14 in 10 versus Leicester, so that's good news. But Jamie Vardy has got 18 in his last 18 away games, and he could be the first Premier League player to score away goals versus the same opponent in three different Premier League grounds. Oh, Wembley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's barely a different ground. I knew you'd say something. That's why I read it out. Yeah, the two white heart. Yeah, some of okay. that pitch is some of that pitch is even in the same place. <laughs> yeah, don't want to talk about Wembley. Go on, Jesse. Experiences there. What do you reckon, Jesse? Um, stake the chest what... out. Stake the chest out. Shoulders back. Let me, go on, let, me, let me go on Instagram and find out when they started training because. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Jose making comments on Delhi. Jose was Deli probably Ali. like. Barefoot in the snow, 3 a.m. Um, I never know against Leicester. And I think that's part of the... Like... Chris said Gareth Bale was available, but I thought he was being exclusively used in, UA- in Europa League group games. He said he's available after illness. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, just before that, so that was, his role was basically a very expensive Europa League, League mascot. <laughs> oh, look, you've made, you've made a crime now. <laughs> I like him. We uh, all like him. Emma, rescue uh, Jesse. Jesse, uh, Emma might not like him. He played for Real Madrid. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I know, but he played badly, which I think is better. I don't think he did play badly like... with all those European Cups he won. Uh, I don't want to like Jose Mourinho, but his Instagram makes me love him. It's a problem. I like I like his Instagram. I don't like him. Hey, so uh, just, just... he should win because we'll get good content after. Okay. See? All right. Okay. Scotland, Adam, what do you reckon? Also, also Leicester should lose. Why? I'm going. I'm going Spurs. So am I. Because okay. I've got Hyunmin Son in my dream team, and he's the oh, best. He's the best, you guys. And because Tottenham play cricket, he's, not that, he's definitely not that type of player. But he... <laughs> no, yeah, true, true. Ask, ask uh, Antonio Rudiger. Let it go. He's a little Correct. snide. Let he's it a go. Snide that everyone thinks isn't a snide. You can't bring. And they're the worst kind. I'd rather be a snide like Jamie Vardy and own it. Okay, you can't. You can't bring. You... That's overt shit. You can't tell me to get over Virgil Van Dyke if you're bringing up Angel Gomez. Who's that? It's not. You mean Andre? It's not even Andre Gomez. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Angel Gomez plays for Lille, doesn't he? It's not the. It's not the Gomez one I have an, an no, issue with. Was it was the. That was the one immediately after that one. The one he got afterwards on the Amazon yeah. documentary when he came. Oh, it didn't really happen. Oh, I didn't do anything. Can I tell you, I haven't watched Amazon documentary because I do not want that much Mourinho in my life. I've not watched it either. Um, okay, I have this four on Sky. Uh, is the Alan Smith derby Man- Manchester United versus Leeds? It I is. Mean, I, yeah, I, just, I also like don't have Amazon because I hate them and they're terrible. So I don't Le- know. If I just for Ross, just Emma. for Ross, Chris. Uh, yeah, Leeds. Leeds will beat my United. Yeah, I think you might be right in it. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Ross. As you said, four stars. I was just thinking of the Perd Hapley review. Again. <laughs> um, but it's just not believable. Three stars. Right, football podcast, folks. Manchester United versus Leeds. Oh, Taylor Swift has got so many albums. <laughs> Taylor Swift this, Taylor Swift that. I only talk about football. Duh. Exactly. Oh, Stick to wait, football. Wait, now I want an, I want Joan Calamazzo and Perd Hapley to to come and to do commentary on this match. <laughs> that would be. Can um, Bielsa get in a fight with Solskjaer like Chris Wilder did on the touchline? What happened be quite there? Funny. What happened there? Wilder, Wilder and Solskjaer had a tete-a-tete yesterday. It looked, like, it looked like they were going in for a hug, but then they sort of like covered their mouths. Oh no! Wilder did the... the finger in his like that. Oh, finger in the eye. They cut it off. No, oh, it yeah. What a Tito Villanova a... style. Um. Emma, did we ever go to the bottom of the, the trousers sleeve matching scenario? <laughs> we didn't. Right. They so never a showed quest- us. A question for the listeners, because uh, which game was it we were watching? I can't remember now. Um, um, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer was wearing an Adidas Manchester United puffer jacket, and it had the, the three stripes on the sleeve as is the thing. But on one sleeve, they were bright orange, and on the other sleeve, they were white, which seemed very odd. Then we until we saw his right leg, his right leg, which happened to also have orange stripes on it. Now the question was, did the left leg have white stripes matching the left arm? We never saw it. 
a plea to the listener or anyone just because it's important no but it's so interesting you're saying that because weirdly my dumb brain was fixated on the fact that they kept showing this wide angle of ollie and chris wilder in the same adidas track pants and it was the black with the white uh, but it's their it was their left legs yes it was the black with the white on chris wilder and then on ollie was the was like sort of opposite stripies and it was such a bizarro pattern of like they looked like they had dressed up matching for prom i just think having tuxedo pants i think having two arms with different color stripes is a weird look as it is well these were legs these were the legs they then don't match the legs it's even weirder and i think it's really important that we get to the bottom of this yeah but they had called each other before oh it's a hundred percent club merchandise scott and you're probably right you're probably right by saying, but a quick Google, I could find out the answer to this. But that's not how we're going to do this, is it? No, we well, debated also, it for like 80 minutes. <laughs> but what was written on Chris Wilder's jacket? CW? No, yeah, but... there was a lot of weirdness. Either that or it was like a weird font. Like there's something weird going on with the merchandise. he got letters after his name. <laughs> imagine, imagine. <laughs> that's what it is. Imagine if they had... If I... Chris Wilder, PhD. <laughs> Imagine if I got mine and it was A-S-A-B-S-C-C-A-C-C-C-A. It looks like you had put all of these... Yes. Right, we'll talk about West Brom versus Aston Villa at court past seven on Sky, the Liam Ridge or Derby. Big Sam's first game. He's going to win, isn't he? No. No? Aston Villa are quite good for some reason. He's only ever lost his first game in charge once. Was that for Everton? Yeah, probably against Everton. Probably for Everton. Um, no, Aston are generally strangely quite good. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they're they're a, they're a game in hand away from being above Chelsea, which isn't a barometer of goodness, but it's All right. a slight sign. Jesse, um, yeah, I mean, he might have that like first match honeymoon phase. Yeah, Emma. Sorry, I was just taking the Bilbao score. Okay. That's better. If you were in the Manchester United club shop, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> I wasn't. No, I, that's not how we're going to solve this. <laughs> West Brom versus Villa, Emma. Big Sam's first um, game. Villa were going to win. All right. Scott, you got, you're nodding your head as well. Villa away win. Comfortable. All right. Monday, uh, half past five on Sky. Burnley versus Wolves in the Steve the Tank Kinden derby. Um, Burnley Wolves. have drawn two out of three. Wolves have lost two out of three. Wolves. I cannot think of a more five... 50 game yeah. on Burnley yeah. versus Newcastle. I'm, I'm going to hand it to you that I quite often um, I find these references to different derbies quite tedious. I need it, so I do them. Matching one against Burnley and Wolves, I never could have done that. I could have done it all day, wouldn't have been able to do it. So well done. Thank you. I know you've enjoyed them, that's why I do them. How many Google, how many Google searches did you have to do for that? I did have to Google that one. Because I nearly, I nearly put in David Edwards and I thought, that's a bit too recent. There must be somebody else in the past. Is uh, Dave Edwards is still playing? He's at Shrewsbury. Yeah, I know. I wanted someone a bit how sort of... How did you Google it? What was your Googling technique? Uh, players did you who... Google it, though? Yeah, did I did. Bing it? <laughs> or ask Jeeves? Uh, players who Jeeves, have played for... Jeeves, find, 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 find me a player who's played for both Burnley and Wolves. Jeeves, Google me that. You could have went Stephen Fletcher, Derby, because these are both... <laughs> 
both, he played for both clubs. Oh, did he? Okay. So, uh, and finally, uh, is Chelsea versus West Ham. Eight o'clock on Monday night, the Joe Cole derby. They had Chelsea have lost their last two. Um, West Ham have won three out of five, plus they had that draw the other day. Uh, quick one word answer from each of you. Who's going to win? Scott? I'm going to say no fans, tier three. Lampard's going to be pissed off. I still go Chelsea. Just. Okay, Jesse? Uh, I don't want to go Chelsea ever they don't yeah they go West Ham or draw can I have Sebastian Haller scoring more angry goals yeah actually you know what I'm going to go West Ham because I could actually I could see them taking this all right, Adam. Nineteenth-century football is that going to help um, West Ham? <laughs> Agricultural nineteenth-century football. <laughs> that was that was his fixture, wasn't it? Who was the manager of West Ham? That Who was, was the Big Sam. West... Big Sam. I couldn't give a shite. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, what do you reckon, Adam? Quickly. Um. Probably Chelsea, unfortunately. All right, uh, Emma. Avley giving you the final word. So I can have a early fans discount. What do you reckon? <laughs> Women's Princeton special. Yeah, get that GoPro um, on. Chelsea, you're gonna win. Fabulous. Okay, right. That brings the end of our Premier League roundup. That brings us to the end of our podcast. Uh, unless anyone's got any other business at all. Champions League draw. We just not bothering doing. Not bothering that. It's been an hour and a half, and it's my bedtime. <laughs> you were talking about Chilean football, so you should have got drunk instead. It was much more fun. Do you know, what? I nearly did because I logged off of work today for the sort of. Christmas and I nearly did have a I can or so. So that's what this represents. Are you, fi- are you finished for Christmas now? I'm finished for Xmas. Uh, right, let me find the Champions League then, just to stop you rattling on about it. Uh, right. Uh, and, then Euro- and then the Europa League draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to go down the rabbit hole. Champions League. Bar- right. It was Barcelona PSG. Barcelona PSG, RB Leipzig, Liverpool, Porto, Juventus, Sevilla, uh, Dortmund, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Lazio, Bayern Munich, uh, Atalanta, Real Madrid, Borussia Mönchengladbach, and Manchester City. Uh, right, we are Man of the Post as part of the At Man of the Post <laughs> network. Um, there will be uh, Simon and Ali and Dave back to uh, review the games that we've been previewing. Um, you can find us on iTunes or Stitcher or Acast or Spotify. Uh, you can subscribe and like um, and all our future podcasts will fall automatically into your inbox we're still looking for any reviews you've got any five star reviews are gratefully received we appreciate every single one uh jesse if they want to follow you how do they do that um they go to at jesse loche adam if they want to follow you adam i say 101 scott uh scott underscore monroe and emma no one's allowed to follow you at jose Mourinho. at jose Mourinho. Yes. okay uh yes we are I at would, man in the post on they just comment on the buses and you'll just pick it up from there. Exactly, yeah. yeah. We, we are don't at, know what it means. We are it's at like, Man of the... It's like, a, it's like a dead box system, isn't it? Right? Yep. They, they drop things off. And, yeah. It's like how um how Chris talks to Clats. <laughs> we are at Man of the Post it's on Instagram. They, we are... they communicate in spooks or like um in Homeland in season four. <laughs> We've five. got a cold. Yeah. We are at Man of the Post on Twitter and on Instagram and you can find us on Facebook as well. So guys, thank you ever so much for joining us and always remember to keep your Man on the Post. <laughs>